episode. All right. Hello. Welcome Welcome. back to Closer to the Core. I'm Natalie, and I'm your host of this episode. This is my pal, Albert. How's it going? Do I sound like a professional podcaster now? Uh, No. I've been doing this You sound like an ASMR artist. (gasps) Because you are speaking more quietly than usual. I am now going to whisper. Oh, my God. You're asleep. I think I can hear my voice more in the headphones than i ever been able to before so that's why i'm like i should talk quieter oh yeah we can adjust that should but. we i mean i kind of like it okay all right that's fine <laughs> it just has to be more like self-aware of all right yeah my my voice good good well welcome to episode seven we just came back from changing natalie's popped ass tire honestly i'm really sick of having flat tires <laughs> tell them natalie I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. I want to live in New York City just for the freaking subway system. Like, I don't want to own a car anymore. Mm. I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. I do not perform any sort of maintenance on it, nor do I know how to perform any. I don't even know how to check my oil. And it's really embarrassing at this point. Yeah, we learned that today. Not the oil thing, but the no maintenance thing. (sighs) So this is the third flat tire this year. From the first two were from nails. This one is my tire was so bare to the point where you could see the little metal. Dude, well, you're not supposed to be able to see that metal. What apparently. is what's a good term for those tiny little hairs? Dude, I don't little know. Little metal but, hairs. But I've never <laughs> seen treads worn down to the point where you could see like the it. They felt like staples, like the little metal. I don't know what the terminology is, but that didn't feel right. I. I'm embarrassed, too, because I had to take my car in to Hyundai to get a new security system in it because they wouldn't give me insurance out here until I got a new security system because Hyundais and Kias are extremely easy to break into. Um, And they did like a maintenance check while it was there. And they, they warned me. They're like, it's time to get new tires and your alignment done. They told you that? They did. And I ignored them. I was like, you just want my money bro listen okay i got those tires a year ago a little over a year ago before i moved out here granted i've driven into the mountains many times i've driven across country so i've put a lot of miles on them but i just felt like there's no way i need new tires already i i I just didn't believe them and honestly they didn't press it enough they should have told me your metal hairs are sticking out woman i can't legally let you drive away so how long ago was that um like a month and a half really so it must have just i mean in the last month and a half i'm sure you've done quite a bit more driving with all the moving and stuff yeah that was like before i went camping too and i drove into the mountains and then i've like yeah well one of my favorite aussie youtubers uh likes to break it down in this way um he says when really bad things happen to you or like catastrophic things this one i wouldn't say is catastrophic but it was pretty damn inconvenient <laughs> you'd already finished work you were waiting for me to get off work and it sounded like you had to do you know just go do some shopping i got a projector at walmart yeah and all of a sudden i get a text from natalie hey do you know how to change a donut albert i'm calling you out right now but albert didn't know what a donut was yeah i've never i've <laughs> He's never like, what? heard a spare tire called a donut never in yeah, my life it's called a donut no I've, well i've never changed one i've never you've had good luck with your car then because this like four times total after being in colorado mm-hmm. and that doesn't even account for all the times that i needed to do this in connecticut so that's another embarrassing thing the fact that i can't do this for myself and this has happened to me so many times <laughs> is a little ridiculous but i i really really paid attention so luckily like albert didn't know how to do this either but he showed up and my mm. friend Sage and her friend Jesse, holla freaking Luya, were 10 minutes away, came and changed Yeah, they made the sure tire. we weren't fucking anything up. And honestly, I didn't know that we couldn't drive away with a donut in the front. So... Yeah, it's really good to have them there. It, it's really good to have someone that knows what they're doing around. So, and so real quick, to round back to the, the point um, that I was going to make. This YouTuber oh, okay. goes with the, uh, with the saying that anytime something bad happens... You flip it around and you say, you ask yourself this question and you say, how is this the best thing that has ever happened to me? And Sage and Jesse nailed it on the head immediately, which is, holy shit, both of your front tires look like they're about ready to fucking pop. <laughs> so it's way better that your tire oh did God. pop in the way it did at a Walmart 
instead of like on the highway going 70 or in the middle of the mountains or in the middle of the mountains that oh my god what if the time that i was by myself in the middle of the mountains and you got a flat well yeah the boy scouts of america you know (laughs) i would have found the boy scouts and it would have been fine but oh my god they were so right yeah so i would say that that was a really good time for your tire to pop given the circumstances and it's it was a good it was a really good time to take a look at your tires and be like hey like these need to go otherwise you could be in serious danger this is true yeah and i'm very very grateful for just everyone like even people that didn't show i, I like pretty much called everyone I was like, okay you know because <laughs> i i started i called roadside assistance and they were going to charge me like 150 bucks yeah and i was like i have insurance and they're like i just I, can, I don't see your policy here I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> what Just go are you full talking? Karen on them. Full Karen. Um, I was like, then that's not happening. I'm gonna figure this out by myself. But I ended up, you know, instantly before I figured it out for myself, figuratively called everyone I knew mm-hmm. that was like probably either remotely in the area or um would drive to the area because yeah, you know, they're the real ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Luckily, like, even the people that didn't come, because, like, Sage was super close by, ended up coming. I Like, people called me back and were like, are you okay? Like, do you need me to, like, come to your rescue, essentially? I'm like, I'm literally a damsel in distress. <laughs> and everyone is, like, willing to help me out with this, like, super minor inconvenience. Because, honestly, like, I could have left my car at Walmart and just Ubered home. Like, it's not like I was on the verge of death or anything. Right. Yeah, but um, it was a very safe environment to have your your car. <laughs> sketchy Walmart parking lot is like a mild safety, I would say about yeah, a five out of ten. Definitely, yeah, very mid range safety scale, but definitely not <laughs> on the side of the highway. Definitely not in the middle of the mountains, which is good. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, I wanted to talk about like meditation and stuff today, <laughs> and I'm this so far from over. that space. Yeah. at the moment, <laughs> clear mind. Oh my god, that's so funny! It's always before a podcast too. Remember the like a couple episodes ago, I like almost got T-boned and died. Yep. This something's cursed. <laughs> Is this podcast cursed? Is it cursed? Should By we way, have um a witch come on the next episode and mm-hmm. kind of feel the energy of this? By oh maybe a priest. We can have a priest bless our podcast or something from the four twenty fire church down the road. Wait, what? There's a four twenty fire church. It's literally. What does that even mean? It's a weed church down the road, straight up. Why is it called a fire church? I don't know. I think that's the name. It's like four twenty fire something. I feel like fire and churches are just like totally opposite of each other. Like it's a weed church. You gotta you know tote (laughs) that whole thing. Does it actually follow a religion or is it just weed? No, I think it's just weed. (laughs) It might be some kind. I don't know, man. (laughs) The the god of weed we all hail and we sacrifice baby goats to the god of weed <laughs> that will have Jaw. fruitful bodies you don't sacrifice goats you sacrifice the <laughs> the blessed bush <laughs> <laughs> we sacrifice the male plants who don't produce enough of the kush they get murdered yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's male or female but i know one of them doesn't yeah i don't i'm, I'm not super sure on that Either way, it was very fun to learn. I remember, uh, well, calling Natalie and I was like, I'm going to come anyway, just because I wanted to learn how to change a tire. Because I had bought all this equipment off Amazon. By all this equipment, I mean literally just like a cross wrench, uh, like a hex. I think it's I think it's called like a cross, a cross bar wrench, as well as two like car jacks off of Amazon. Not like the scissor lift, but the thing that literally holds your car up. And they came in handy. It was pretty cool to see. I was like, okay, that wasn't a waste of money. I bought those to for my car just in case something terrible happened on my way out to Colorado. And it was really good to learn from actual people who have changed tires before. And it was a really cool experience to like see that, okay, you're not going to shear these bolts. Holy crap. Can we talk about how hard your bolts like were tightened on for a quick second? I mean, we I were... don't even want to. Dude, we were <laughs> jumping on the wrench. <laughs> and it's like... It took way longer than it should have, honestly, yeah. because of those bolts. But... Yeah, whoever tightened your bolts went crazy hard. I know. Um, what I'm thinking right now is that you and I, like, since we are business partners, we're close friends, mm. we need to do 
some sort of like trust building retreat or trust building exercise okay. because I did learn in the process that I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, that was evident because I'm sitting here like prying at this wrench, uh, at this at this bolt. And she's like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. And then her two friends come in and they're like, we've done this. And they start stomping and jumping it's on the wrench. It's just the sheer confidence. I just, I guess I have, tr- I don't know. We, we need to do some trust building exercises. All right. So it's too late because now I've successfully learned how to t- a change a tire. But I think in the future, I'll just tell you, no, nah, I've done this before and just lie to you. <laughs> that might be needed. <laughs> Depends on what it is. Yeah, honestly, I might see right through that and mm. be like, no way. <laughs> All right. Fair. But that's a good life experience. For sure. For sure. The thing is, I, it's not the first time I've watched someone change a tire. Yeah, that so. blows my mind that you've seen it that many times. The thing is, I think I have... Well, uh, I told people like training me at work this is something that like i know about myself now and i'm surprised it took me this long but i was like i I made the connection this year Mm. i need to do something to learn like i need to physically apply it oh to my brain and hands i cannot just watch something yeah like unless i like already have some kind of like skill set in said thing i'm watching like watching something like a skill like you will never learn, at least for me. Like, I'm never going to learn that just by watching. Like, I have to emulate. Yeah. I have to do it. I'm really jealous of people that can because you could just learn so much, I feel like. Yeah. Just watch a video. You don't even need anything in front of your hands. Like, I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, to be fair, the, I think the, the appropriate context in this one is, like, I would have definitely been down for you to try and pry one of those fucking bolts. Like, loosen one of those bolts. But, like, I was putting... A lot of force into that bitch. I know. Uh, that's why I was like, is he going the wrong way? <laughs> like, like, what no. is he doing? I'd watched like three, four videos. I'm like, I'm not going the wrong way. And like, your two friends came in confirmed. Yeah, these bitches are on tight. Like, and Jesse's wrench, like, he, he chipped the I paint like, off that thing. Yes, senseis. I believe you. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, they had done it before. But that was kind of mean to see no trust in you. But it was also very... It's honestly really logical. I mean... I don't... But, you yeah, know, in life, I'm going to keep this this quality about myself. Like, I don't trust everything. Yeah. Um, well, especially with bolts, you can shear that thing. But those things are definitely meant to not be. Like, after I saw that today, like, no, you can definitely put some force into those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you had had your car, your wheels changed a bunch of times before that. Right? How many times have you put a spare on before? Have you ever seen anyone have to, like, jump on it like that? Or is this the first time? Um, jumping on is pretty normal. Yeah, I've seen it. And you were afraid when I was just prying on it? Listen, I told you we need to do some trust-building exercises. Alright, no, you need the trust-building exercises. I feel like I could trust you just fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I give off that trusting energy for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I... I think if no one came and I had to do this by myself, I, my first action plan would be to Uber somewhere else. <laughs> Just leave the scene. Really? Abort. I didn't, I didn't feel safe there. I was feeling really anxious because yeah. I told you this. Um, I went into the Walmart because oh, they had yeah. a tire center mm. and, um, well actually Okay, so I, I went to this Walmart to buy a projector. So when I initially walked in, before I knew that I had um, a flat tire, the second I get into this Walmart, I'm walking towards the bathroom, and some dude looks at me and goes, how are you doing? Oh, you and left that like, part out. And he's just, like, moseying his way, like, s- nods at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I never shop at Walmart. So, like, just the yeah. fact that that happened instantly when I went in, I was like, I hate this it here. This is why people don't go to Walmart. This is why I don't go to Walmart. Um... But I got the projector, went to my car, saw that it was flat. Then I was like, you know what? They have a tire center right in there. Let me just see if they can do anything for me. <laughs> I go in and I go to the tire center. Uh, they closed in like 50 minutes. So it was like, either they can do this or they can't. Um, in the tire center, there was just some severely old dude who was like withering away old. And I... Like, I'm surprised you are working old. Mm. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not, 
using social security old in like a retirement home old <laughs> yeah pretty much and he's just like kind of sitting down and there's two women like customers walking around a little confused but they're not like talking to him or asking him questions or anything they're just kind of like standing there and they like both kind of look at me and i look at them and i'm like what is the vibe in this room right now like what Walmart is happening the most confusing vibe in the world so i kind of walk over to the man and then i i using my body language i try to make it clear what, what what's going on because i didn't want to say anything to this old man i was very confused <laughs> and so i like i look at him then i look behind me at the woman and i'm like oh is she in line then I look back at him then i look at the woman and then i walk behind the woman as if i'm going to be waiting for her mm. to you know do what she has to do i'm, I'm, I'm trying to like get some motion going yeah. in this room so he the, the old man gets up and he opens the door to like the garage where it technicians are changing tires and just yells to his best ability we got customers <laughs> and then he sits back down and within like 30 seconds i don't want to uh, maybe maybe a whole minute i don't think i waited very long no one was coming over and i'm like i i'm not i'm not doing this right now <laughs> i'm not doing this right now i was like i'm pretty sure i have roadside assistance i'll just call them yeah um that didn't work out either but <laughs> I just did not like being at the Walmart. So if no one ended up coming, I would probably just leave the Walmart mm -hmm. and then uh, try to find some center. Do I meditate now? Who knows? Did you try? No. Given it was the topic, the original topic of what you wanted to talk about. It is the original topic of what I want to talk about. I'm trying to tie. Tie this. it into meditation. I'm just trying to what tie did you want to talk meditation. about for meditation? We've talked about this tire stuff for long enough. Um... I know that you meditate as well. Mm -hmm. So just like our practices, honestly, maybe I'll do this for the next episode, but I did forget it. I want to like do my singing bowl on the podcast. I think that'd be really cool. Oh. Uh, maybe do a guided meditation. Do you want, do you want to do that before or after the podcast? Because I feel like a 10 minute singing bowl hiatus during the podcast would feel a little weird. Let us know if you want a guided meditation during the podcast. I think that'd be super sick. Okay. Yeah. That, that is a, that is a pretty cool idea. Um, also, if you're from Belgium, let us know. Because apparently we have some Brussels viewers. Yeah, that's... Rather listeners. I don't know if that's like a fluke in the system I, here. I have no idea. Because it's just Un United States and Brussels. Yeah, so shout out to the homies in Brussels. Yeah. We love you. And we would love to hear from you. Exactly. If you're still listening. Instagram is closer to the core. That's probably the easiest way to contact us. Yep. Um... Yeah, so back to meditation. You're saying singing bowl as well as your practices. Right. Um, so yesterday was actually the first day that I was allowing myself to relax after work. After all of this like moving out and working two jobs and doing this the podcast stuff. And um, I went backpacking last weekend. We can talk about that too. Um, I haven't actually like allowed myself to just be a vegetable after work sometimes it's nice to just be a vegetable and i'm like i'm gonna be a vegetable today yeah and i had the plan that i wanted to go to work super early so i can get out really early and just vegetable it out <laughs> i hadn't seen my pool yet either so i was like i'm gonna get out early where there's still sun out and go to my pool and it's gonna be a good time and i invited my friend abby to join me mm -hmm. so um i was gonna be a vegetable with a friend <laughs> and I call Abby on my way home and she was like a little busy thrifting and she was going to like meet me after she was done. So I had like a solid hour of being home before she showed up of just like not really knowing what to do with myself. I was yeah. very anxious. When you like don't have time off. And you don't allow yourself time off and then it suddenly hits you with, oh, should I have a free block of time? And I didn't plan for it. Yeah, it I like... a little nerve-wracking. I didn't want to go to the pool yet until she showed up. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to eat. I wasn't hungry. I didn't want to, like, drink alcohol because that's not the answer. Mm -hmm. um, I took a shower and then I continued to not know what to do. I didn't... I, like, look at stuff that still needs to be unpacked. I'm like, no, you're not unpacking anything. Like sit down or something i don't have a tv to watch or anything either so i just like was pacing and i like, couldn't sit still so new um, apartment new everything no 
pretty much no habits in place so far. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I put like my bathing suit on. I had a robe on and I'm just like circling my apartment. Like, why am I so anxious right now? I'm like, you know what? You should just meditate. It's like, it's going to be hard because of like the state you're in right now. But just there's not like, you know get some center in so I sat down on my like little floor pillow that I meditate on and in in moments like this where my brain is like really high strung I can't just like sit down do a meditation and I need to do a guided meditation and I have this app this is free promo but I'm totally cool with doing this because they actually gave me the app for free because I emailed them that I couldn't afford it at the time I got this app like a year ago it was like a either $70 one time or $70 a year. I'm not entirely sure. Whoa. Okay. It's this is called, a meditation app? Well, it's called the FitMind program. Okay. And it's meditation for like literally backed by, um, what's the word? Research papers and stuff. No, what's the word for like, what's the science behind the brain? Physiology? Like neuropsychology? Neuropsychology? Neuro- Neuroscience. Neuroscience. <laughs> Psychology and neuroscience. <laughs> neuropsychology. Uh, yeah. I'm it's, sure that's a thing. It was made by neuroscientists. Mm-hmm. Um, and they walk you through. They start you off with, like, the most basic. Like, there's level one, level two, level three. And I think it goes up to level four. But there's multiple sessions in each level. And they start you off with the basic just paying attention to your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing what they call tranquil breaths, where you do four seconds in you hold it for four seconds four seconds out wait four seconds do that again yeah um obviously they teach you about how to be an observer of of your thoughts yep there's like box box breathing i think is another word oh yeah yeah and or like term for that it's very it's like to um mess with your crap i already forgot but it's like the system in your (sighs) it'll come to me it's like nervous system yeah, it's it's like that, but it's also not. Your it's, diaphragm? It is the... God. It'll come to me. Internal clock. <laughs> um, oh, they, they get more advanced to, like, g- giving focus to... This is one of the coolest things that um, just came to mind. There's one in one of the levels. They have you put focus um in the front of your forehead mm, yeah. and then in the back of your head mm-hmm. and a, they they ask you to do it at the same time and they're like if you notice if you're in tune enough you can't actually give attention to both at the same time right. it's gonna like either quickly switch between the two or it's gonna like slowly be thinking of like the other one so they have you like go back and forth between the two spots it's really interesting really puts you in your body i don't know why i'm out of breath right now <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah look at the way you're sitting i forgot to breathe yeah i'm sitting really weird you are very much (laughs) like your body's closing up even though you're like leaned back you're you're like also kind of hunched i sit like that at work i like literally sit in my chair like crisscross applesauce i'll sit on my calves like Mm -hmm. it's not professional whatsoever well professional is one thing not being able to breathe is another thing (laughs) you know sometimes you forget to breathe yeah uh, for those of you not wanting to spend, uh, you know, money on meditation programs and stuff, uh, there is the, oh man, the term just shot into my brain and I lost it immediately. Uh, either way, there's this, there's this other app that I recommend. This is the one I use. It's called Medito and it's, uh, it is free and they have a bunch of programs on it, uh, everywhere from, I think like literally part number one is learning how to sit. And it's very much a lot of, in the beginning, it's all, you know, mindfulness meditation, very similar, like, um, breathe in, hold your breath and then breathe, you know, exhale, uh, make sure those exhales and holds are on the same time too. They have a, they have a 30 day like learning course. They have beginner courses and then they have like a 30 day challenge. It basically levels you up and you can start anywhere from three minutes to five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. And they have a bunch of, uh, they actually have a, what I discovered later on after I had pretty much gone through all their courses was uh their and by courses i mean only the stuff they list on their front page they have an entire other section that's uh in case of certain situations so they have one they have a bunch of stuff on their sideboard so there's a bunch of like ucla certified like board people who uh guide you through meditations 
And then there's this whole one where it's like for emergencies. So in times of grief, in times of like severe stress, uh, in times of like self kind of like negativity. Um, and then they have like one for like in times of uh, like they have a whole section from the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the ones that I thought was really cool is uh, inspirational thinkers. So they kind of go through this list of kind of uh, notable figures and uh, ways that they dealt with their stresses, their daily stresses and techniques that you can use that are similar to them. So stuff like labeling, stuff like certain types of breathing. And I think, honestly, check out both apps. It's, yeah. It's a good time. Another man who is similar, he also has an app. Don't remember the app's name. I don't use this, so I'm not going to talk about it. But um, he follows and they kind of follow a similar pattern of um, the faceless way. Have you heard of that meditation no, tactic? No, what is that? So it's a... Uh, sounds crazy. It literally is. I mean, I don't... I, this isn't something I'm working towards because, like, this is advanced shit. This Maybe I'll work towards it when I'm, like, 50. And I'm, like, 50 years into meditation. Mm-hmm. But the faceless way is literally trying to put yourself in the perspective i remember in the first episode i was talking about that second attention Mm. as if you aren't yourself almost but you you are yourself but you're like in a whole another perspective that you don't usually have in your day-to-day and so to be fully in the present moment if you aren't looking in a mirror and you're fully in the present moment then you shouldn't even know what your face looks like that's you shouldn't have a concept of what your face looks so like. So are they meditating in front of a mirror? No, you're meditating away from the mirror. And the point of the faceless way is to... I don't want to... like I'm going to say forget that you have a face, but that's not entirely it because you're not forgetting you have a face. Right. But in that moment when you're actually in faceless way, you you're are so just... presently experiencing everything that... You, you are just like a... A faceless human being. Yeah. I will talk about this a little bit. I I actually understand exactly how that feels. Oh, shit. Uh, not because of super deep experiencing, uh, you know, with meditation and whatnot. Um, quick side tangent. I think, interestingly enough, I've, I've, I've always felt... It's not because of a presence thing, but almost a, a disconnect thing. Uh, because growing up, playing video games and stuff, it, mm-hmm. like, build, reconnecting... And basically building a connection with certain points of my body was a very uh, life-altering... It was a very like, eye-opening experience when I started to play volleyball. I'm like, oh, this is what coordination looks like Oh, yeah, that mind-body like connection you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, because I've just been you know, sitting on my computer for most of my life. Um, but the experience that I had where I, I understand exactly what that feels like is actually the, the first time I ever took... <laughs> the first time I ever took acid. So mm-hmm. I had taken it with some great friends. We had done an entire day, like basically prepared a whole day for a very safe environment and very like uh very secure and i think we had taken it and we were basically we were just vibing hanging out talking about stuff can't remember exactly what we're doing but i remember i was like i feel like it's okay so it's summer i'm a little sweaty and my mind i just had this thought where i'm like you know what i'm gonna go wash my face off real quick and i remember walking into the bathroom and I just had the thought where it's like I wanted to be clean, but I wasn't thinking about like my face, right? And I remember the moment where I walked through the door and saw my own face in the mirror, and I immediately like my my eyes shot open and like my jaw dropped. And I was oh like, my god! I was like, holy fuck! And I remember saying something. I was like, holy shit! I have a face. <laughs> like literally thinking that. So it's yeah, very that's funny a... that like you bring up this meditation because I feel like I know exactly what that is, but not because I've entered a Zen like mind of meditation and presence. But I mean, in they a sense... say that you shouldn't look in a mirror while you're tripping. I have always looked in one and have that... felt nothing but love. No, I feel yeah, I feel like that's some kind of like hippie shit. Um, I don't I don't know what that is. It might not even be. Hippie I mean, shit. it might be very real. It might be like that is a portal. Don't look in it. Don't open the portal. Well, for me, it was very much just like oh yeah. And, and I think it's because of whatever those drugs kind of do to you, to your brain in that moment. You, you, I mean, if you think about it, you very much are. You're, you have so many senses and, and neurons firing off because of whatever you've taken. Right. That you are very much experiencing the present moment like you have, like you never have. Or at least like you haven't in a very long time. 
yeah completely different perspective that you're adapting to exactly so that feeling of like like you were very much at least for me like i was very much in like experiencing every present thing like like the way you breathe the way you walk the way it's like oh shit this is crazy i remember feeling the texture of my friend's like balcony you know he has like the little like the beam and i just remember feeling the wood because it was right after like a like it was raining during the night and i remember Mm -hmm. just feeling the texture of like that wet wood and the texture was in, it was crazy because your serotonin receptors are going fucking nuts. I would say, honestly, like being on psychedelics is almost like experiencing the present moment in a way that we can't even conceptualize when we're not on psychedelics what the present moment can mean. Because exactly. you're, you're experiencing the past, present, and future all in one. Have you ever looped like, while oh, tripping? Oh, absolutely. I feel like that, like that loop rotation is entirely because you're experiencing the entire timeline in just that like moment of you like having that realization that you're looping you're Mm -hmm. like oh wait hold on (laughs) am i going to loop back to (laughs) this moment of me looping in 10 minutes that's fine now (laughs) um one thing i realized that uh so i was listening to this podcast and it was uh between tim ferris and gomer mate it was the older one there's i think there's a newer one and they were talking about the research between behind there there's a lot more research being done behind essentially uh, psychedelics and mental health mm-hmm. and that there's a bunch of programs that are starting up these things with mdma with mm-hmm. mushrooms with ayahuasca and dmt and it's a really interesting concept and one thing that blew my mind was i watched this podcast like like two days ago and one of the organizations that they named hit me and I was like, they said maps. And I was like, maps? Oh, yeah. Why does that sound familiar? It's because Kenny, my roommate. They were just in Denver. He was, he, because of the Samana float area, that the, the, the thing that he works at. So my roommate, for those of you who don't know, works for, a, for one of those uh, sensory deprivation float tank chamber places. Uh, so he, he does that almost, I don't know, like every day or something like that. And he had some people come in and basically invite him to that maps convention. So he went. And he told me about it. It was crazy. It stands for like something association of psychedelic science. Yeah, something along the lines of that. And I remember him. He told me he tried. He tried. A, I think one or two different things. But I wish I went to this. I, I did hear about it before they came, but I was like awesome, working yeah. every day, so I just yeah, yeah, I didn't go. But that, I'm that definitely would interested. Cool. Would you ever do stuff like that? Like basically oh. like psychotherapy with psychedelics 100 percent. Mm-hmm. i already self-facilitate might as well <laughs> have some scientists that's true i've been thinking along that path as well um i want to just you know psychedelics aren't for everyone right so don't you know don't ever force yourself into it just because you think it sounds cool yeah i think that's like important to always kind of bring into the space is that psychedelics aren't for everyone because it is like extremely talked about lately now that like the federal government is kind of leaning away from making it like a i mean they're already like a class, crime yeah they're a class whatever than the same class as like heroin and fentanyl but i think they're starting to see there's enough research backing mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and um medical facilities are already facilitating you know ketamine therapy and uh, i don't think they have legalized mdma therapy yet not quite i don't think but uh but they, they we're getting there yeah, and that's why the there. conversation is finally becoming more public but in the space it's important to realize that it is not for everyone um right. especially like ayahuasca and peyote mm-hmm. um those i think you 100 percent need to vet the people who are facilitating your experience having a, a girlfriend who works in that kind of area you don't want you need you need assurance pretty much that you like the the maestros and the or the shamans whatever you want to call them that you're working with have like minimum like 10 to 15 years of experience like for ayahuasca for ayahuasca yeah yeah like you want to be doing that kind of stuff as close to the jungle as possible as well like if you can obviously like circumstances there's a lot of retreats like in um like sedona and places in the right in america that are yeah because it, it's, obviously you're pulled away from the culture of it mm-hmm. but yeah no definitely it's I would, very much very, i want to like, be a nature personally environmental so. and uh well so one of the things having 
someone in my life who who works very closely with that that a lot of people especially westerners don't consider is the entire like diet and integration part of it a lot of people mm. will just think oh you just take it and you have a trip and you you get some self-realization and ego death and stuff it's like a lot of the time you're having multiple ceremonies and to have a really good experience apparently you have to diet uh mm -hmm. and so dieting yep. not as like it is like your physical diet but also your mental right so there's stuff like you can't have too much salt you pretty much stick to like salmon and chicken maybe some rice but it's essentially you're getting your body base back to essentially what how we lived like hundreds of years ago like before we had hyper stimulating dopaminergic things so like that means mm -hmm. you can't be smoking weed you can't be drinking coffee you can't be scrolling on your phone like she even mm. she even said to me like no books so it's like a lot of like no clear mind empty mind like meditation it, it's like difficult and most people like they go in and like the diet's hard right and so sometimes most of the time they're not like super clear and sometimes you don't have the time to diet and there's a whole like like you can obviously still do it but there's I guess, a sort of, like, optimal curve <laughs> yeah. of dieting and then well, going within your ceremony. I don't... I, I know to... I, I knew this girl. I didn't know I didn't know her boyfriend or this, this man. But I, I guess I knew of these two people that... I don't think they used a shaman, but they did ayahuasca together. Mm. And the boyfriend ended up... Well, he ended up lying to her and saying that he had this whole experience because I think like he was embarrassed and ended up admitting that right when the like drugs hit and the ceremony, quote unquote ceremony started, he saw this like deity walk over to him and like put two fingers out in front of him and shut his eyelids and say that like you aren't ready and he didn't have any thing yeah. happen to him. That's some shit. Especially like, I mean... Well, people that actually experience the, the ceremony, they refer to ayahuasca as mother. Right. Like you are literally tapping into a source. You're communicating with nature, the plant. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, with, with the maestros, they, they, it's not just ayahuasca that they diet. They're, they're dieting and, and working with a lot of different plants. They're, it's not just that one plant. And that sounds kind of accurate to what I've heard, at least, right? Like she's told me it's like, you will see what you need to see. Like, Ayahuasca won't always be, like, an insane trip or whatever. There was a, a movie-slash-documentary thing. I just watched about it recently. And um, there were several people in this retreat, but it was it was mainly between, like, this guy who was hosting the kind of documentary and then his friend who invited him to this retreat in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And the first night, it was very much about gratitude for the, the host guy. And for his friend, it was all about, like, what can we do to save the world? And so the next day they decided to talk to the maestros to get like an even stronger dose of whatever they're doing, um, just to see like how it would affect them. And they really wanted to focus on this like topic of like, oh, how do we help save the world or like reconnect with the world? And the whole concept is basically like the world is very interconnected via the internet, but everyone's very disconnected. Everyone's always on their phone, everyone's this kind right. of thing, right? And what was really interesting to what you bring up is like the plant shows you what you need to see not what you want to see so his mm. friend who had this whole intention of i want to go in and see like what i can do for the world or like what the plant has to show me and he had the most like essentially like mild experience right whereas the guy who was hosting the episode had like these intense moments of like gratitude but he was also shown these moments of like okay there's the suffering in the world and like like here are steps in a path to like here is your state like your state of being when you know what you're wanting to do. It's up to you to find the steps to get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also have a friend that Ayahuasca told him that he needs to stop smoking weed, which makes me think about, like, everyone, you know, the term, it's medicinal, it's medicinal. Yeah. Well, like, especially in a state like this. Like you're, everyone, it's kind of cope, too. Yeah, you feel connected to the earth. Like some people feel connected to the earth when they're smoking weed, but it, like if ayahuasca is telling you to stop smoking weed, that honestly makes me think: Is weed an innately good plant to ingest? Is it something that like is benefiting? Mm -hmm. And I would argue no. I I had I have friends who are straight up addicted to weed. They say weed is not addictive, but any almost anything can be addictive. 
it I might think not it's be just not knowing who you are without smoking. Honestly, I have some. Yeah, I've had that. people in like my past that always, always were high, and then when they weren't high, they were just like a really mean person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, why are you so mean? Yeah. Like I almost want you to smoke a joint, and it's like I don't know. Um, personally, so earlier today, I was kind of like flipping through. I, I cannot listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. They're way too long. They're very long. But I heard... And they always kind of revert to some similar subjects. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I heard the, the new episode he has with... Oh, my toe. Uh, the new episode he has with Post Malone, I heard that they talked about the Barbie movie. And I was like, oh, I want to know Joe Rogan's opinion on take, the Barbie movie. the hot take Literally on the Barbie. Literally hot take on the Barbie movie. Because Joe Rogan has such powerful influence on the male population. Like, if Joe Rogan says something, the male population is going to say, aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> so, because this Barbie movie is so impactful towards feminism, what is Joe Rogan going to say? Right. And how is this going to, like, where is the shifting? I needed to know. But when I was flipping through the podcast, I still, like, it's four hours. I still haven't gotten to the point yet. So, I'll let you guys know what I find. Um, it's four hours? It's four hour it's a episode. It's four-hour episode? But, His episodes are normally like an hour and a half and then like three if like certain guests are like three. I'm like, how are people listening to this? I mean, you're spending because what percentage of 24 hours is for like, I don't know, a big percentage of your day listening to Joe Rogan talk. That's ridiculous. No wonder people like look at him like a god. Right, and it's that's a that's actually a really good point too. I uh, this is something I learned of or I began to think about for like Colin and Samir's podcasts, these two YouTubers who study and basically study YouTube like algorithm and, and creation and content creation. And they were talking about how like chances are if like you listen to their weekly podcast, you know them better than their best friends do because they catch up with their best friends regularly, but you're like their best friends aren't, they don't have Colin and Samir between their ears for three plus hours a week. That's yeah, like uninterrupted, yeah. like with that focus, just in your ears. It's a very accurate, accurate observation. Yeah, um, like you are. It, it's that. It's that kind of saying of like, oh, you are like the five people you spend the most time with. That includes like influencers and content creators. Like if you're constantly watching, like someone's videos. Yeah, I like to mix it up. There's never, there's not a podcast that I follow religiously every week. Yeah. Even like my most favorite people but, to listen. Like to. for me, like I have favorite YouTubers, and I catch myself saying shit that they say. Right. Uh, yeah, like I have favorite content creators, just like just like gaming YouTubers, even not even like the self improvement YouTubers. And the self improvement YouTubers are like, yeah, that's. With that being said, do listen to every episode <laughs> of Closer to the Core. You will probably um, end up knowing us better than some of our friends do. We're really great people to know, though, so like <laughs> highly support this. Yeah. Um, but kind of circling back to the the weed topic, um, I heard Post Malone talk about how he can't smoke weed anymore. Because mm. of like a, a really bad joint that he smoked that kind of caused a little bit of a psychotic break. And now every time that he tries to smoke, he is completely dissociated. Yeah. And Joe Rogan was pretty much confirming that like that ha- that happens to people and that, you oh, know, absolutely. one bad experience like every time he smoked now. And in, in college, I had that experience. So just like to hear them talk about that, I was like, that's why. I don't smoke weed now because in college I literally had a schizophrenic break from smoking weed. I had nonstop panic attacks for about a week before they put me on meds and they put me on Zoloft and the Zoloft exacerbated the symptoms I was getting from this like post psychotic break. So then I started getting schizophrenic. Like I was hearing uh, I don't think I saw anything. I was just like hearing things. I was hearing like monkey, you know, those like monkey toys that are like, <laughs> they like bang the cymbals they're banging together, cymbals together. And... That was happening in my ear while I was trying to sleep. And Dude, then fuck. I, like they prescribed me something similar to Xanax. It wasn't Xanax, but it was to counteract the Zoloft and the psychotic break. And I just slept for three days straight. I was just taking a lot of, of drugs the doctor was giving me and i slept off scary i the psychotic episode and And so ever since then um i went to therapy for a while after that oh yeah as you would need to (laughs) absolutely um and i was 
battling what I thought was anxiety, but it was really just like, you know, post-traumatic stress because that was yeah. a very traumatic no, episode. Abs- that is, that is um, genuine. Like, that's a traumatic experience. Absolutely. Um, That's crazy. And it's not like I wasn't... Because Post Malone was making it seem like he was just able to smoke weed perfectly before that. And he would just, like, smoke joints on joints on joints. Never had a problem. I mean, yeah, I see. For me, <laughs> I, like had experienced dissociation from weed before that and like yeah. like weed has never been something that i've truly enjoyed i, I think when that, i was yeah. smoking in high school i was literally doing it because everyone that i knew was doing it and i just felt like there's something wrong with me for not liking it after that happened that's peer though pressure. peer pressure isn't people hey just hit the fucking joint it's that's well, what peer pressure i thought is. that i was just being anxious about it because i i was brought up like my mom was very anti-drugs and was like if you even smoke weed, that's like the gateway drug to crack and you're going to like, you're going to be a failure in life. Like mm. she was telling me these things. So I just thought I was being anxious. And I was like, just get over it, you little pussy. Mm. And no, like I just don't vibe with that drug whatsoever to this day. Even yeah. someone with the, the awareness that no weed isn't going to ruin my life. That's um, some, yeah, that is some like kind of like medi- like medical history kind of stuff that you need to that you I, sorry i don't mean to say you need to like as in like i'm trying to give you a director but but like that's something to keep note of for sure yeah no like, it has been a hundred percent proven so it's like if you have some sort of like proneness in your genetic line for stuff like psych psychosis or schizophrenia like it can possibly trigger that yeah um and that mushrooms have never done me wrong mushrooms i don't think have that same that I we would have to do more research because I've that, heard that about acid. I've heard if you are acid is oh, another one of those. Yes, if you're prone to having schizophrenia, like schizophrenia, acid is another one you should avoid. Like I think mushrooms, I've heard. I we would have to do more research on that. If you the ever, thing is, it didn't like trigger me. Yeah, to have like I I haven't had a schizophrenic episode. So I'm very right. I'm a little delusional as a human being. But you're on mushrooms, but, yeah. But no, in in, in general. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> um, I, I was telling my friend, like, I don't see things for how they are. I see things for how they could be. And mm-hmm. I think I have a very creative mind. He goes, it sounds like you're just really delusional. I, I was mean, like, you know, yeah. Bet. Like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm not bothered by it, though. No, I don't I think mean, it's schizophrenia. It's a way of seeing the world. It's, yeah, it's just an interesting way. It's like putting a little pizzazz on your daily reality. Um. It's a thing of creativity. But yeah, I've definitely heard of the weed psychosis stuff. I personally don't sw- smoke weed anymore just because it, it started to give me anxiety. It wasn't fun anymore. And mm. I was trying to, uh, with, I'm on this journey to, you know, become a more just productive person, like learn a lot more. And weed does not help with that. Not for me. Yeah, it could no. for some people. Some people are like, oh, I focus. And do. Like some people are just built different. It depends on you. But like I was saying earlier with like how I wasn't trusting you with the the wrench, but mm-hmm. I was trusting Sage. I trust ayahuasca and I don't trust weed. And if ayahuasca is like, don't smoke weed, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. It'll always I'm tell very you curious things. what the source of weed is. And right. if it's from a pure source. And it depends, right? Like now that it's becoming commercialized, like who knows where it's coming from? Exactly. And like this, especially this... the whole like Delta 8, Delta 9 carts and the concentrate stuff. Like we don't. You don't know what chemicals they're putting in that. No, you don't. It's not regulated whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's like if you're smoking the herb, it's like, okay, at least that's a plant. But then it's like, you know, pesticides and what are they spraying on it? And then that's, I mean, that's, that's also, like a whole other conversation, whole conversation about yeah. like America's production and capitalism <laughs> and, <laughs> and mass market pr- production and um, yeah. the military complex. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is obviously like, opinions at the end of the day you could love weed and right and well, my hate psychedelics smokes. my roommate loves weed yeah uh, and psychedelics so many we live in colorado there's Pretty so m- many people who love that shit um but you know eh. yeah not for <laughs> me uh yeah after a while i realize not for me i i am i will say 100 percent considering doing some kind of like inner work medicinal retreat stuff like ayahuasca ayahuasca stuff because the thing is like ayahuasca they say like oh dmt it's drugs and but i mean to the people down there they genuinely use it like medicine define drug 
because True. I drink coffee every morning. Bet. No, actually. No, that's actually facts because coffee is a psychoactive drug. That's what it is. So it's like, is like drug is ingrained in our brains to like be innately bad, but it's yeah, not. It's negative stigma. Um, it's like you can medicine. literally argue that there is no bad drug. There's only a bad user. Yeah. Well, and bad facilitators. Well, okay. <laughs> that's that's I guess a different thing. That would be like the same category of like dosage. Who's like taking it? Who's facilitating it? Like the drug yeah, it itself kind of isn't bad. Similarly. Can you OD on it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you can, can OD on water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um can you abuse something take too much of it yeah you can do the same thing with sugar mm-hmm. you know like life is a balance but our like how i want to get to like conspiracy theory because i don't think this is a conspiracy theory i think it, this this is just like fact at this point but like our government is going to try to convince you whatever they want you to convince you and there's a war on drugs because of power power and money power and money and they you it's know mostly money actually which translates to power, especially And you for can the see people. I see. I drive by people on the streets every day that are there because of the system and and, and drugs. And mm. you know, Denver the, is no stranger to It's so easy to be like convinced that that'll be you, right? If you partake. So it's good to set your intentions. Make sure yeah, you know and and remember doing. that it's not for everyone. If you have a, an addictive personality as well, if yeah. you're like don't have any kind of control over yeah. yourself or your reality, family like, history of addiction and stuff too. Family yeah. history, absolutely. Shit's important, man. But yeah, we started with tires, kind of shifted into meditation. Now we're talking about drugs. Yeah, but drugs are, it's a. Uh... That is one thing I liked weed for what meditating yeah it it is very much like it it clears a lot of bs out of your mind it does feel like i feel like i'd have to go through like stages of overthinking for like maybe half an hour and then once i was able to push all that out of my brain Mm -hmm. i was in a really great spot for meditation and you can like fall i have this app that does more spiritually guided meditations okay i think the app's called moonly um, and the spiritually guided meditations are, they're almost hypnotic. Mm. Like they have, they incorporate a bunch of singing bowls and just like this woman's voice is very melodic and, um, they really are good at putting you in a trance mm-hmm. to like put yourself in like this beautiful forest or like wh- whatever the, the theme of the meditation might be. Right. And I'm way more susceptible to falling into that when I'm high. Yeah. They, yeah, for sure. How, I have a question for you. You have done now i think twice the uh the the float tank chambers with at, at uh, kenny's workplace right? yeah how did that affect you know like that kind of meditation practice those breathing exercises and like that overthinking mindset because i i find when i meditate it's very similar where i have like all these thoughts running through my head it is it takes mm. a little bit to get like kick in but with that floating thing, it is very much like that is pure sensory deprivation. And I feel like I could snap into meditation very quickly in those things. I guess I haven't done it enough to really know. I'm, I'm not like overthinking too much in the tanks. Mm-hmm. But was there ever a point? I guess, yeah, I guess it's it's something to try for next time. Because I find that like I meditate pretty much every night mm-hmm. before bed. It's part of my nighttime routine. And it really helps calm my mind down and good like because you know the adhd and everything it's it's very it's very helpful to chill those running thoughts and it's really nice to just not focus on anything towards the night but even in a dark room at night you're still getting a lot of simulation like even right now if we stay silent for a second a few seconds it's like i have my fan running or one of my monitor lights is blinking or one of yeah one of like one of my because i have so much technology in my room there's like there's going to be a light blinking one of the ethernet cables the crickets are are chirping uh like a car is going to be breaking down the road white noise is kind of really great for me to drown out thoughts Hmm. and just maybe i don't know as long as it's a consistent white noise i suppose yeah it was crazy because i remember like the first time i really tried to meditate in one of those tanks and obviously, you know, we have the benefit as Kenny is our homie, but it's like, you get into that tank and it's like, there's no sensory input. Yeah, no. And the second I take those first couple of breaths, it's like... 
That is I was, all I can hear and feel. I was almost more able to kind of get into a meditative state when I had the music playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, music definitely helps. Because the first time I went people. in, um, Austin had told us about his experience mm. with having the music off and how he was like literally floating in space and all this like crazy, crazy shit. And I'm like, I, I want that. <laughs> and so I, Kenny's like, if you need to, there's a light and music. And I'm like, no. Nah. Nah. I'm a tough one. I can do this. Bad bitch. Um, and then I was like, wait, nothing's really happening. And I told, I told you about how I saw like the black orb floating around oh. and it yeah. ended up being my pupil. It's but <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, it's not very, but, um, I remember getting out of the tank too. And I told Kenny, I was like, yeah, I just was expecting it to be like totally silent in there. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, there was like knocking on the outside. I'm assuming from the, the heater or whatever. And he's like knocking yeah. on the outside yeah and i was like what that's not normal and he was like no yeah so and then i was like okay so i definitely brought a demon into the no, tank so since then because i think i went into that same that room there are certain rooms it's the um it's the it's the metal or whatever like when you heat it up and then it cools down and it like because it expands and contracts that's the sound because I the last time I was in the tank that happened to me too. Okay, cool. Because every so often you would just hear the. So you're sure it's metal, and you're not just trying to be overly it's... logical about the the evil no, spirits. No, this literally happened like not not it hasn't been too long. I think like a month or so ago where I went in and it was that that's exactly what it was. It was I was like Kenny. There's like it felt it sounded like someone was like knocking on like porcelain every couple of or like some some kind of like something like that like every couple of minutes. He's like, yeah, that's the you know because the tubs are heated and it's it's the expansion and contraction and yeah the 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 one thing was the the first time i ever got into one of those tanks over there it is in this really odd spot in the middle of downtown i know <laughs> like in the middle of laramie square and it is um Ooh. there's some bars and so i remember the first time i went and it was like on a saturday night and some bar was like bumping or something because i remember like at some point i like adjusted one of my earplugs and then i could hear it was just like it was quiet but every so often i just hear the Oh, because there's that club in the building right next door. Like the base. Yeah, the base. There's literally a club right next to the yeah. flood center. It's so funny. <laughs> like, what? So I believe that they're trying to expand and get a different location for the Denver one. And because uh, they have a bigger one up in Fort Collins. So mm -hmm. I think the Denver one was the original one. And then they expanded to one up in Fort Collins. And because it's in Fort Collins, they were able to expand. Like, it's bigger. So they also, I think they have sauna and cold plunge, which is really sick. Oh. And I think they want, from what I've heard, they, it sounds like the owners want to do that in Denver. And they're probably going to change locations for a bigger spot to do that. Is that closer to the core painting still at the center? It is. I looked uh, for it. It, is. it got moved. It's moved, but it's still there. I want it's it. It's like on a different wall. I want it's it. It's gorgeous. Can you buy it for me? Why would I? You fucking buy it. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday next week. You're the one who it spoke to. It's my birthday. How about we buy new equipment first? Exactly. I'll buy the equipment, and then you, my, your birthday present to me is, is a four hundred dollar painting. Cheaper than the equipment, gotta say. I mean, it's a good deal. If this isn't an exchange, <laughs> it's like secretly now I get to own all of the equipment, oh and I got the painting as a present, so, so I for, own that too. So for clarity, uh the equipment that we record on is mine and and half of it is actually not mine and by half of it i mean the mic recording stuff is all like my work equipment the mic that i'm using like first of all my voice is just naturally beautiful no oh, matter what medium God, you get it in <laughs> <laughs> my voice always sounds this angelic and perfect mm. but i can bring that from this space that we're recording in now to wherever in the world to brussels even like who knows wherever brussels to our homies in brussels um through this so intelligent and expensive mic <laughs> <laughs> this mic is what like 500 dollars. this is the podcasting mic this is the podcast no there's a bunch of mics you can use oh this is actually the one i want to buy the shore i, I know I knew before you even said anything. It's the it's the it's like the gold standard mic. 
I'm using the gold standard. It's the gold standard. I think it's because of Joe Rogan. He like, uses this part. Yeah, this, this is mic. the mic he uses. And then every streamer in the world on Twitch started using these. And pretty much any podcast. Like, this is pretty much the standard. All right, fam. I'm using Joe Rogan's mic right now. Yeah, it's the Shure SM7B. Um, with the Scarlet. Mildly fangirling. Thingy, and then the Cloud Lifter and the blah, 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 blah. Well, either way, the, the mic I'm using is my old AT2020. I'm honestly so shook that you are like humble enough to because i've been using this mic since we started the podcast mm-hmm. and you just let me have this one <laughs> I, yeah, I this mind. one's so nice dude it is i'm so excited this is what i want yeah i want this mic one so one of the actually i found this really interesting when i was watching the tim ferris podcast a lot of the time he does audio only but for the the guest gabor mate like it, it was a very big like appearance for him like that video i think is one of his most viewed it's his second most viewed his first most viewed video is like this this like five minute tutorial video his second most viewed video is this hour and a half long podcast with like six and a half million views with this amazing doctor um and they're both using like handheld mics and you can hear them like doing ASMR, this baby. and so natalie won't be able to hear that because it's on my end but like they were both he- using handheld mics but you could just tell that like tim ferris was doing this this was like an occasion like i don't know if he usually does that with his mics that that was the first podcast i've listened to from him but it was uh it was very cool to see that it's like oh not everyone has to have these like i don't know how expensive his mics were but they were very much like you know these decent quality handheld mics they also have la- had labs uh on their collars they, mm. they so they, they had, this is really interesting they had a double mic setup. So Tim Ferriss's podcast kit, he makes it so it's specifically so he can travel wherever he wants and do podcasts. That's pretty cool. Which is really cool. But he also, what I realized that? is when he does do in person, he'll do a double a double mic setup. Uh, and I noticed it because sometimes like you'll you'll see Gabor, he's, he's a bit of an older guy and he'll he'll talk into the mic like right into humbana, the microphone. Humbana. And he'll, you can hear the audio switch from that mic to the mic that's clipped onto his collar because it's, it's way less bassy but it's way more clear because like mm. he just accidentally put the microphone into his mouth pretty much. <laughs> so it's cool to see that like, Hey, we don't need to do like the most God tier professional stuff. Cause the other thing I is like, this there's the one, microphone. Now I have gold standard. Like I can't downgrade now. <laughs> you totally can't though. If you really, it's not that noticeable of a difference, but I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a quality bitch essentially. I only buy top quality anything. Uh-huh. My plates. Well, I can tell you there's rugs, much more higher quality my mics than this. But this is like the gold standard mic. It's a gold standard in the sense of, yeah, for, for podcasting, yeah. And now that I've I I've seen like, some disgusting like $5,000 like mics that they use for like singers. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Probably not. <laughs> but you're... Your co-host is me, so probably. All right. Well, if you're getting the $5,000 mic, that's not coming out of my butt. No. <laughs> <laughs> but when we start making mad money. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can start investing in this. And I think we should have a travel little podcasting kit so that we could go to Brussels, interview our homies <laughs> in Brussels. Sure. Guys, our viewers right now, according to RSS, are literally just me <laughs> a couple other people some other people in colorado i'm assuming my friends and from back home in connecticut like yep. across america essentially yep. i would say there's a, like a fair amount and then just brussels. brussels dude like we saw that map it's like yo who in brussels is chilling listening thank to you us? yes seriously thank you Tell appreciate your it friends let us know what kind of i would love to have to. a little fan base going on in brussels so that we can like go there to a meetup it's just three like stoners <laughs> just chilling in brussels like honestly i love that that makes me so happy when we started this podcast i made sure to like um promote it that it's denver based because mm-hmm. i just want people to like feel connected in that way right but now i have a new view of it where i'm like no no let's think it's bigger global. than that it's <laughs> let's go it's global how many you know how many channels how many podcasts how many youtube channels how many how many people who are trying to be influencers got their first international <laughs> listeners in brussels. from brussels let alone like so early in i know like, i, was, like, I think that's like, like episode two, two. yeah that was, that's some shit we saw that it's like who, what is this circle in the middle of Western Europe. What the hell is this? <laughs> no, literally. 
and it's like multiple downloads so it's more than one episode so if you're listening brussels fam please reach out on instagram seriously i just like i want to know maybe i'm pushing too hard now you're gonna stop listening but what if they're lurkers we just outed them and (laughs) now they'll never lurkers now they will never interact with us Hey, the point of this podcast is to release your authenticity, Mm. all right? You know, admit your love for Natalie and Albert. (laughs) And how beautiful Natalie's voice sounds on this short microphone. (laughs) I'm glad you like it. I'm honestly, even just like hearing my voice louder in the the headphones, I'm just like eating this up. I'm loving (laughs) hearing myself talk right now. <laughs> like, Guys, look out uh, for Natalie's solo podcast in the future. It's just going to be her talking and singing to herself. <laughs> no guests, just her. Now here you go again. You say you want your freedom. Yeah. All right, cool. I think that's a. Uh, What's did, the... you, did you want to add anything else? I think that's a beautiful um, way to end it. I love myself and everyone that loves me back. Glad to hear it. What was what, the time? Is it like past an hour now? Yeah, we're about 10. Yeah, we're at 107. Okay. Well, this is what happens when I host a podcast. It's, it's kind of everywhere. It's but late, you know what? It's a late day today. Stay fresh out there. Yeah. And I hope you don't get a flat tire wherever you go tomorrow. And if it is, we hope you're surrounded by friends. Mm-hmm. Please do do it in a centralized area <laughs> please choose to flatten your tire <laughs> preferably outside of a tire shop but maybe not a walmart <laughs> unless it's a, okay non-american walmart you sure is walmart global yes you uh canadian walmarts are more like targets they're not filled with crazies oh. fun fact okay yeah we can lead it off there Thanks so much for All listening. Right. We appreciate you. Good night. And, good morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever good time whatever, of day it is. Whenever you're listening. Okay, goodbye. We appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs>